Welcome to Deep Bible Studies, where we discover, explore, examine, and practice the Word of God. I am your host, Claudia Rivera Guevarez, and today we will be going through John 6, 52 through 59, part 2. So let's get started. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Charles Spurgeon once said, Jesus did not guard his words by saying, I am like bread, and faith is like eating and drinking. But he said, I am the bread of life, and unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life in yourselves. To us, who know the meaning of Christ's words, it seems monstrous that anyone could have supposed that Jesus meant to eat his real, literal flesh and to drink his actual blood. The best of literal food only feeds the body for a time, for that body ultimately decays. It is not in the power of food to repair the waste that is continually going on, that the physical system will forever abide and firm and strong. This food is food, but it's not, quote, true food. There are also various kinds of drinks that refresh and invigorate the body, and by means of these we are able to continue from day to day. But where is the water? Where is the crystal fountain that can give immortality? Where is the juice expressed from any fruit, that fountain that grows beneath the sky that can rid the body of all disease and pain and cause it to live without end? Among all the many kinds of literal food and drink, there is no food that is worthy to be called true food or any drink that is worthy to be called true drink. But the doctrine of incarnation of Christ, which is expressed by his flesh, is food to the souls, and the great truth of the substitutionary sacrifice of Christ, which is expressed as his blood, is the most nourishing cordial to our hearts. Verse 56 says, Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. So these words aren't of a crazy man. He was not advising to practice cannibalism, and his words were not literal. They were spiritual. In real life, we need to eat and drink to live. So when Jesus says we must eat the bread of life, in context to everything he says, we must trust in him in order to live eternally. I will raise him up on the last day, is what he says. And Ray Comfort comments that unless we trust in Christ, relying on him daily for our life-sustaining nourishment, we have no life and remain dead in sin. So then the next verse says, As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he will also live because of me. All that believe in the fact that Jesus' death on the cross is the reason for salvation and eternal life in his presence will be saved. Romans 10, 9-13 says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is our Lord, is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God did not 
hesitate in the command, and yet for the Jews this message that the Messiah would be killed, and even worse, in the most humiliating way ever, the cross, was not believable whatsoever. They did not want a weak Messiah, and as I have said before, they wanted a political and social redeemer. That is why they cannot accept or even grasp what Jesus is saying in the passage. The message of the cross is absolute foolishness to the world. One of my absolute favorite passages of scripture is 1 Corinthians 1 because it's so marvelous that I go and read and study and meditate upon it over and over again. And I bring this up in relation to this passage because over and over again in this world we see rejection of the true biblical message and what Christianity is truly about. And this is why to the world we are foolish. So again, in 1 Corinthians verses 18 through 31, it says, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has God not made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many were noble, were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even the things that are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So let's just finish off with verses 50 eight and 59. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things at the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. You can find more information on our website, www.deepbiblestudies.com where you will also find the calendar to go along with the book that we will be studying. You can also find us on Instagram at Deep Bible Studies and Facebook, where you can know every single time we post a new podcast. Also, we have an email, contact at deepbiblestudies.com, where you can ask us any questions and we will be sure to get back to you. I hope you have a wonderful day and see you next time.